0: Welcome. You've made it tough, shit. Podcast puts first world problems into perspective. We are your hosts.
1: I am Corey. I'm losing my mind.
0: <laughs> why? Why are you losing your mind, Chris? It's been a long week.
1: Mm-hmm. And you?
0: <laughs> you all right over there. Yeah. I'm gonna- trying
1: not to do the like we were just doing a little warm up, and I'm trying not to do it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're a little loopy
1: today. Yes. You're lacking on yeah. sleep. It's gonna have and like. I just told you that I keep doing my generic Asian voice. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it for a warm up. I won't do it now. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: <clears throat> if you want to keep our, you know, listeners in, yeah. Uh, well, who, wait. Who? Who? Singapore was the first one you were obsessed with. Yes.
1: Okay. But I'm still allied with the Taiwanese. Okay. But yeah. and I like so I've been getting a little into manga. I just sat down and read <laughs> yeah volume 1 of chainsaw man for our man. listeners who don't know what manga is why don't you explain it's a type of noodle like a wide no, broad noodle no it's not a type of noodle it's japanese comic books okay much. yeah, yeah. You yeah. i had right. to like i sat and read all of chainsaw man mm-hmm. it was really fun now i believe the translations for
0: manga is almost hilarious correct
1: yeah it's a little stilted mm-hmm. and like there's this thing on the back cuz you read them backwards yeah and so there's this thing on the back that like ex- like Stop! Don't start reading here. And I had to, I had to read the, like the, they have instructions, and then mm-hmm. I had to call my brother and ask him how to read it because it's really because it fucks with your head. But it was really sure. cool, and it's just launched me into this awful accent all week. Oh, I'm great. trying to keep it. I'll try to keep it in today. Oh, that's you know I'm good. But I'm Chris, oh, that's
0: Chris, and you have made it to tough shit. That's happy right. Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh, wait. No, you're talking about the Super Bowl, the S-O-U-P-E-R-B-O-W-L, not the big oh, sports yeah. ball wait, game. Wait, you mean
1: we can't even say that on the show?
0: I don't know. I know a lot of people don't say it online. Corey was
1: explaining to me yesterday that the copyright this, this is football saying, game that's today you can't say or put up anywhere because they're a bunch of dicks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently they will sue you. I don't give it. You I don't will. care. I'm sure you care. I am sh- I I have a hunch the NFL we are very low on the NFL's radar. You don't know that. Uh,
1: yeah, but hey, if you're in the NFL, you know, and listen to the show, let us know. I have something more to say, but I'll wait until we get to what our topic is. Okay. So, yes.
0: Uh, if you like the show, we have an Instagram at tspodcastofficial. If you follow us on Spotify, be kind and leave us a rating. Uh, If you follow on Apple, you could leave a review or just follow us wherever you feel like following us. really don't care. You can follow us to work. No. You can follow us home. No, this is online. Do not follow me home. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an invitation. I occasionally look out my window to see if you're home or not. (laughs) (laughs) I will if I have something to ask you or bring something over. Also, uh, newly to this uh, channel, show, whatever the hell it is, please consider supporting us directly through the Anchor.fm link in our show notes.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, that's right. It
0: helps us in our crusade of not doing sponsored content.
1: We have two so donate, far. We two, actually have two contributors so two two far. Two contributors, and, and thank you. I want to thank – can I, say, can I me, say names or no? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm just going to say – uh, thank you to Bree first of all. Yeah. So yeah, she's the first one to donate to us, and it mm-hmm. was just super cool. And to the other person that Corey is not like saying, maybe don't say your name. I <laughs> well, you know. know who you I are. I have this weird thing with the whole trying to keep uh, an
0: anonymity, whatever, anonymous, anonymity, an, yeah. anonymousnessness. Well, thank you to um, you too. You're fucking to, awesome. Uh, yeah, to like parts of our outside world that isn't part of this show. Uh, I don't know what it was when you told me. It was th- funny. My uh, my wife the other day, she's like, yeah, her friend asked her. She's like, well, I listened to the show, and it sounds like Corey's clearly not having you part of it. I'm like, I don't know. I just
1: <laughs> I don't really want to like talk about it. Or She doesn't care Until we way. get any super fans. Like, I mean, w- one day we'll have super fans, uh, and they'll probably kidnap Mandy. But like until we get to that <laughs> point, I don't see the you. harm in it. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I, I've said
0: her name before anyway, so – but. Either way, I just I don't know this this whole thing when we started it. Like, well, what do you say? What do you not say? I'd be in a big
1: fucking fuddy duddy about giving out our home address on the show. Oh, that, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Go
0: ahead and Light
1: Give your give your home address to the world, Christopher. All right, here it is.
0: Beep. Beep. <laughs> redacted. First time I gotta fucking edit
1: a sh- Edit? Oh, God damn. I can't wait to, like, one day you really It's gonna happen. You really it's- piss me off. It's which gonna you happen. Don't, you don't piss me off, but like, <laughs> one day if you do, that'll be how I'll get back to you. I'll just, uh-huh. like, oh, like, I'll just give out all your shit on the show and you'll have to finally <laughs> edit. You'll have to finally do something, Corey. I'll have to finally do something in
0: regards to this show, huh, Christopher? Mr. Half Hour Late. No, Mr... 45 minutes. No, no, you're an hour. No, no, hour and 15 minutes late. It's
1: because of the dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right,
1: let's get into this topic. Today's topic is fashion. Oh, my God. Fashion Finally. February. Yeah. I think this stem from, isn't there like, what the fuck was it? <laughs> February's like red, red, sh- wear something red day or red hat day or something like that. I know there's an organization called the Red Hats. Yeah, yeah. That like- might have been it. Maybe, that's where this I don't know, there's from.
0: there's always like uh, uh, Valentine's Day and all that stuff associated with February. That's red, I don't freaking know.
1: Oh yeah, that's tomorrow. And hey, the new think- Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out this week. I think that's what we're going to do for, well I guess it's after Valentine's Day, but close enough.
0: Oh, okay. So, fashion. Uh, also, the prevailing style, as in dress, during a particular time. That was the,
1: what uh, the fuck are you doing over there? I put eye drops in. Did you put the whole bottle in? Uh, I have trouble with him staying in. <laughs> I
0: look up from my computer, I'm like, Jesus, his eyes are melting out.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling very emotional this week.
0: I see that. Wow, you're a wreck.
1: I am, and I watched the new Ghostbusters last night. And it was How was that? It was really good. Was it? Yeah. Oh, to cool. anybody out there that was part of the cause for it being rated at like 62% of Rotten Tomatoes, fuck you. It was really good. I don't understand. It was huh. very well done. It was very emotional. I got really into it. But no, these are just eye drops. I'm feeling dry. Oh, uh, okay. So anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, you fashion. are salty.
0: Uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, oh, fashion, yes. It'll also refer to being in vogue yourself, keeping up with a certain fashion trends, you know, in hair, makeup, clothing, etc. So fashion, that's what it is.
1: I'm uh, really excited. <clears throat> and can I just say... That I get some sort of special pleasure of us doing a fashion show, and I love calling it a fashion show, mm-hmm. but doing a fashion show on the day of the Super Bowl. Like, it's the biggest day in football, and it's just macho. two boys in the back room talking about <laughs> dresses. I was going to wear a dress today, but I just didn't have the time. Really? Yes. I don't, really? Yeah, it was. Okay. I was. I was going to get all done up. I was going to get all dolled up, get all hussied up.
0: Yeah, I I, might have
1: made a pass at you. I'll come over there and touch your (laughs) toes. I got a thing for the bearded lady at the carnival. I got a thing for toes. Oh, God.
2: All right.
0: All right. right. Uh, Complaints uh, with fashion in the first world. That I would say fashion is mostly a first world kind of thing. I don't know. There's fashion in all. It depends on how you define fashion. I know you just did define it. But like, like in dress, but as far as like the whole keeping up with everything, but uh the complaints would be yes. uh, let's see, the first one, women be shopping. You know what? The whole stand you don't know anything. No, what's that? The stand up joke that women be shopping. It's like an old shitty joke. Never heard that. You've never heard that. No. Well, I'm not surprised, but anyway. Uh <laughs>
1: you've never heard that. isn't that supposed to be like bitches be something? Yeah, women be shopping. Okay. Yeah. No, that's new for me. Wow, that's a really funny joke. I didn't say it originally. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't come up with it. I can't remember who
0: did even. But all right, so you can't keep up. uh, You can't keep your wardrobe up to date. Uh, You spend too much on clothing and fashion, or you're jealous over who's wearing the latest trends. Uh, Those are some of the first world complaints revolving around fashion. do you have any complaints with fashion? Not really.
1: I never got too into it. Like I okay, I'll say this. Alright, do you have a personal story involved? A horror it? story about fashion? Whatever, whatever however you feel. Like For some reason, um this always stuck in my head. I think it was eighth grade homecoming. Mm-hmm. I wore a pair of blue corduroy pants and a yep. yellow button up shirt. And even as a child <laughs> as a child, I knew how fucking stupid I looked. I and mean, like that's That stuck in my head for some reason. Wow. That, and I never liked the short shorts and track, and I didn't like Speedos. Other than that, I guess the I, let's say the last couple years or so, mm-hmm. I've been having Mandy, my personal shopper, uh, like make dress it, you. No.
0: Yeah, no. she dresses you like a child.
1: Uh, Mom, was, can mm-hmm. I wear this? <laughs> I have no. I have asked her to make a conscious effort <laughs> to start getting more colorful clothes for me from Marshall's because I have a closet full of black and gray t-shirts. Mm-hmm. They can be a little boring. And there have been times, like lately, if we go to a wedding or something, I've been made, like the way, like Alex and Bree's wedding that we just went to, mm-hmm. I, I actually like put a shirt on, like a nice shirt and nice pants and a tie. I had a haircut. I trimmed up my beard. I put like an oil in. I had fucking, did I say I had a tie? Yeah. And I had this fancy fucking wool jacket with those leather shoulders on it. Wow. I'm telling you, man, I felt good. I felt more (laughs) confident. I just, there is something to it. And I like that, like, guys like us, we probably don't, we don't really give a fuck for the most part. Oh,
0: yeah, that's. um... But
1: you can't deny how important fashion is in history because it it defines everything from, like, class Mm -hmm. to time period, generations. Oh, yeah. Like, it. It's huge. It actually is a very big deal. It is. and Historically, there's a lot to fashion. An intimidating amount, because Mm -hmm. as we'll probably talk about, which we've talked about outside of the show, there's so much. Mm -hmm. There were so many possibilities for stories today that it was overwhelming. No,
0: we could definitely do a part two on this with the amount. We will.
1: Yeah. I want to do it tomorrow.
0: No. Do you
1: really? No, I'm not ready. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I think with uh, my personal
0: story, I would just have to say, you know, fuck keeping up with fashion. (laughs) I'm literally still wearing T-shirts that I bought in high school. Um, I wear what is functional and comfortable. Uh, You know, some days I look like a lumberjack wearing a flannel and a Carhartt vest. And other days I'll be rocking cargo shorts and a corn T-shirt and a pair of New Balance sneakers. I really don't care.
1: (laughs) No, you're always a very comfortable-looking boy. Absolutely. You came over to my house yesterday wearing what you're still wearing. I'm wearing the clothes I wore yesterday. You look like a Vietnamese woman.
0: (laughs) Yep, I have my capri sweatpants that were sweatpants I turned into capris. (laughs) Hey, I don't know, a a charity T-shirt. This is my lazy house clothing, I will say. But I, I think when it does come to fashion, probably when I was a teenager, maybe early 20s, like, uh, you did care more about like you know I know in eighth grade ninth grade like oh I wouldn't get caught in Walmart clothes or Wranglers or anything like that
1: but Spalding
0: <clears throat> Spalding yeah mm-hmm. uh huh shit like that you know and and, and uh, as a teenager too you, I wanted to look badass so I had like you know Budweiser T-shirts and metal band shirts and stuff like that where now I look at me I clearly don't care
1: <laughs> I like getting T-shirts I think it's fun mm-hmm. but like. I guess the only time I've ever really dressed up is for weddings. And I but up for years it was just I'd have one wedding outfit. In fact, the fucking outfit I wore to my wedding, I wore sandals in my wedding. Like that mm-hmm. became my outfit to wear to other people's weddings for the next few years. Now I'm getting kind of excited about it. Yeah. Especially you know what I think part of it is mm-hmm. is that I'm aging. Yeah, and it's finally starting to show a little bit. Yeah, I see. So not like before when you're just a young, supple little lad, and like, mm-hmm. like you could pull on a cheek and we go right back. Like it didn't really matter. But now you are looking a little older. You can doll yourself up a little bit. I think it helps. If you want, I like it.
0: <laughs> you know me. When it comes to weddings or anything, it's like, oh, well, there's Corey in the black
1: button-down shirt. Yeah, you do look like <laughs> your mother dressed you for every wedding you went to.
0: <laughs> it's the same damn black. Dickie's shirt I've had forever. Hey, look, you should wheel in on a skateboard. Wait, 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 wait. So you're you're getting on me about my mom dressing me, but your wife dresses you yes. every day you leave the house. Yeah. Like I've walked over, and you come walking out with a shirt.
1: You can't wear that. There's a Why? lot of shirts she does not like. That Ben and Jerry's shirt I've been wearing for years, she fucking hates it. I brought articles of clothing over here and asked you and your wife if to just look at it and tell me what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. No. I don't know. It's just opinion. Yeah, whatever. To so. prep for this, I was yeah. going to watch. If you're
0: into fashion,
1: whatever. Good on you. I was going to watch Bravo all month. Mm-hmm. It never it on. No, I have probably not watched Bravo ever. I have watched Devil Wears Prada probably, I don't know, 20 times?
0: Really? Yeah, it's a great movie. Not once. It's a good movie. Never seen it. All right. Quick statistic. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported that on average, uh, Americans buy about 68 garments a year, uh, which is mind-blowing. I have to, like, I got to buy a dozen socks every year, so do they count every sock maybe as a garment? I don't know. When we were in, Ari- I don't fucking buy sixty-eight garments a year. When I we might were, have bought sixty-eight uh, garments
1: in my entire life. We were in Arizona <laughs> at one point. The car. Well, it was the Five of us in the car, and this we had a good on a plane, and there was I think no less than twenty-seven pairs of shoes between the five of us. Really? Yeah. Seriously. My God. That's all I have to. Continue. Sound
0: like a bunch of club whores. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck do you need that many shoes for? You have two feet. I know. just variety. I, why don't you just wear one of each and really shake it off? I had wedding shoes, I had walking <laughs> shoes, I had hiking shoes, and I had boots. And, oh, and a pair of sandals. You are going to love my story today. I can't wait.
0: Okay. All right. Speaking of stories, I went first last time with the fitness. With the fashion, you go. Okay. Are you ready? <clears throat> as ready as I'm going to be. Okay.
1: Now, I've, I proofread this one time because like I wrote this – Between yesterday and this morning, Mm -hmm. two or three sentences sentences at a time while fucking trying to make sure a puppy doesn't piss on the goddamn floor or is on my lap. So Mm -hmm. this was this was a challenge. And I like I got to a point where there's just so much. I'm like, I just got to pick something. So this is stuff that maybe you have heard of. okay? but it was a lot of fun to read about. So this one is called (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Looks That Kill. Three Tales of Spine-Tingling Fashion Terror. All right. You like that? That's good. I've been playing uh, Strange Brigade the last two weeks, and it's this kind of cheesy 40s thing, so that kind of bled in a little bit. No, I'm digging it. And by three tales, I mean one that got way too long, and then two honorable (laughs) mentions.
0: (laughs) So a typical Christopher story. Yes. All right. So this
1: is three stories. Well, one story and two little ones Mm -hmm. that this is, yeah, fashion- Mostly from the Victorian era. Oh, that, that was, yeah. Yes. That was extremely dangerous mm-hmm. and ended in a lot of deaths. Yeah. So we'll get into it. Um, This first one is called Gimme a Squeeze, the slow suicide that was the corset. And I'm sure that you probably, oh, yeah. yeah, you know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I kind of figured. I started
0: into dabbling into a lot of the Victorian era, Gilded Age oh. clothing and dress and just everything with fashion. There's a lot. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, and right. then
1: this isn't quite a shout out, but uh, there was a lot of stuff on Absolute History, which is a great YouTube oh, channel, channel. That, that Corey recommended to me. So, Yeah.
0: That's a good one. Yeah.
1: So anyway, here we go. Here's the first one. <clears throat> Long before today's hipsters were eviscerating their sperm counts with nut smushing skinny jeans, the women of the Victorian era, the OGs of skinny apparel, were literally willing to kill for the holy grail that is the tiny, tiny waistline.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, unfortunately for these 19th century fashionistas, achieving the highly sought after hourglass figure was often, often saw these silly girls killing themselves. And the tool used to squeeze these fools like a tube of toothpaste? The corset. Now, anyone who's been in the same room as a TV before will likely know what a corset is. The corset. Is the only reason most men and some women are willing to watch too long period pieces. Uh, it's what makes chicks' boobs in the movies look like they're like one deep breath away from popping clear of the tops of their dresses, mm-hmm. which on the surface is pretty cool. But the mechanics at work to achieve that barely there waist and perky titties would prove again would prove again and again to be a deadly compromise.
0: Just thinking of like the, the nice Victorian way to say tits flopping.
1: <laughs> That's the thing; it was so fucking proper. But their know. fucking boobs were out yeah. all the time. Any like you watch anything with a corset in it, like mm-hmm. it's like is that a fucking nipple? Yeah. It's right there. It is. But anyway, the corset worked like this: <clears throat> it was uh, essentially a halter top made from cotton and whalebone that was laced in the back in order to rein in all of a woman or a man's uh, unruly bits. And it did so very, very well. Having said that, it wasn't exactly a very comfortable or practical piece of clothing. To say the corset was restrictive would be generous. I'd put it more along the lines of, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? I can't breathe and my lips are turning blue. Think Kira Knightley from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when she passes out from her corset being too tight. Kira Knightley. And fall, was another Jack internet Spiro. thing I don't know. Yeah, well, oh, it's on the island. island. Yeah. But yeah, like when she falls off the ship in the beginning because she yeah. passes out. You get the idea, right? Mm -hmm. And granted, I've never personally worn a corset, but from what I've read about having your internal organs mashed out of place, the circulation cut off to your lower extremities, and the inability to take a full breath because your kidney has inverted one of your lungs doesn't sound like a great time. In a nutshell, fashion-forward men and women at the time, the Victorian era, were volunteering to crush themselves to death. This is especially interesting, seeing as just 10 years before the long reign of Queen Victoria kicked off, a particularly cruel punishment was being taken off the books, having finally, after centuries of practice, been deemed to be inhumane. The punishment was being crushed to death, or, as the English put it, pressed to death. And the funny thing was that it was being, that being pressed to death was kind of a choice of the accused. Yeah, this horrifying fate was reserved only for those who refused to plead one way or another, guilty or not guilty. They just kept silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, a board was placed over the accused, while naked, mind you, and a sharp wedge put under their back. Then heavy stones and bits of or bits of iron were placed atop the board, gradually increasing the weight in the hopes of persuading these legally agnostic folks to just make a decision one way or another. And another I'll... stone, please. <laughs> exactly. Crucible, Giles Corey. What? Yeah. Oh, the movie, the sh- the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the- yeah. Yeah, okay. he's laying like, and he's so convicted that he's not fucking a witch, like he's not a witch or whatever, not a warlock. That was in there. Yeah, he was oh. pressed to death. Yeah, yeah. Was, I don't. This last last thing was, thing. was a another kid when we stone. Read yeah. Oh shit! Mm-hmm.
1: This was actually pretty interesting. But yeah, getting back to like pressed to death like an alarming amount of defendants uh, decided that mum's the word and were left flattened with all their gooey bits leaking out like a smashed ketchup packet. Ugh. All of this has led me to believe that maybe, just maybe, the English liked being crushed. Like, they chose to do this, which is fine. Whatever floats your boat. But you need a safe word, like with choking or anal beads. Wow. Just saying. <laughs> but regardless. You don't pull those suckers out like you're starting a lawnmower. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Okay. But uh, regardless, let's keep in mind that death by corset was voluntary in so much that living up to body expectations is a choice. I realize that as a guy, um, it's easy for me to say that nowadays people are a little more readily accepted for who they are in spite of shape, size, etc. But I also know that throughout history, women especially have been expected to look a certain way. And typically, that style or body type was determined by what what got dudes hard at the time. And for the majority of the 19th century, apparently men got all rotted up for chicks whose midsections looked as though they'd been run over by a car. Sexy. Yeah. So what specifically did the corset do to the insides of these ladies that hastened them to expire? Well, it turns out a lot of shit. As I said earlier, the corset was the fancy Victorian lady equivalent of squeezing the middle of a tube of toothpaste. Go ahead, grab a tube of toothpaste from your bathroom real quick, right oh, now. Pause. There you, you go. Did you get it? Did you get it? Got it. There you go. Now go ahead and make believe that you're a Victorian handmaiden that the, the, the toothpaste is the snooty bitch that's never been able, like, to make an effort at remembering your name, even though you've been working for her for three years now. <laughs> Okay, now pretend that your hand is the corset. Take your hand and wrap it around the middle of lady toothpaste and squeeze. What happens? Well, half the toothpaste makes it toward the bottom of the tube, and the other half crowds in at the top. Now imagine that it's not toothpaste, but lady guts. Mm. And instead of a sparkly clean breath, she ends up with internal bleeding. The tighter the corset got, the less room in the abdomen for vital organs. Oh, (laughs) I'm so hot. (laughs) <laughs> Thinking it's, about choking, like your body slowly it's crushing. So it. fucked up. It is, yeah. The tighter the corset got, the less room in the abdomen for vital organs, meaning they'd be forced to shift position, and in the process, they tear themselves apart, in turn leaving poor lady toothpaste to bleed to death. Yeah. And of course, this was the slow death. Any number of frighteningly sudden and almost cartoonish deaths would result without warning. As I mentioned earlier, a key component of the corset. Was whalebone,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: long thin iron rods were sometimes used instead. I guess once the English ran out of whales, I don't know what whaling was like in the 1800s, but either way, regardless of whether we're talking like a thin piece of steel or a whalebone, when either one pierces the material of a poorly constructed corset, the results are the same death by impalement. Yep. And though, <laughs> Any of the unfortunate lady's squishy bits were at risk of impalement. The most common victims were usually the lungs. And after the poor girl's lungs were stabbed through, I'm calling this the whale's revenge. (laughs) 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 The husband was left blubbering. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, so yeah... (laughs) After uh, the lungs were stabbed through, uh, a helping hand was not always a guarantee, as the victim was most likely surrounded by a pack of other ladies crammed into corsets set atop dresses that weighed more than they did. So here's this poor girl, run through with a stiletto of whalebone and splayed out on the floor, blood starting to gurgle up over her ample bosom as she slowly suffocates to death. And as her death rattles approach, the last thing she sees is a dozen panicked and warbling peacocks dressed just as her, screaming and useless, and doubtless to learn any lesson at all from their young friend's untimely and tragic death. Of course, that's just one of the more dramatic ends that the corset was responsible for. Ah, there's some boring ones, too. Take, for example, organ failure. Mm Mm-hmm. Were a lady or a man to wear a corset long enough, and not unintentionally stab themselves to death, <clears throat> they would permanently alter the shape of their body. It's the same principle as foot binding.
0: Yeah, but instead of broken toes,
1: we're talking about poker. like that,
0: uh, or you know, like that rubber band that's been on your dick for 12
1: years. Oh, it was when I nutted myself. Oh, that's that was on my balls. balls. Was... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a steer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yippee
1: ki uh, so, yeah instead, but, yeah, instead of broken toes, you're talking broken ribs. And speaking of broken ribs, a snapped-off lady bone can be just as effective at piercing a lung as a whale bone. The corset more or less turning the poor gal wearing it into a living, breathing Iron Maiden.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And even if the ribs were to stay intact, everything inside that belly is still getting crushed. Organs would, over time, begin to take on the shape of the bones Mm -hmm. that slowly squeeze them out of their rightful place in the guts. In fact, preserved in a jar in an English museum is a perfect example of this. The liver of a 19th century woman who seems to have worn her corset just a tad too snug. The organ is deformed and misshapen, and you can see where the liver split and grew around each individual rib. The only way I can describe it is that it looks less like a liver and more like someone tried to make an ocarina out of a fetus. It's very disturbing. Ugh. I'll show you afterward. It's gross. The list goes on from here. Back to Kira Knightley, fainting while well, corseted was far from uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, squeezing the stomach into non-existence is a pretty effective appetite suppressant. Couple this with an inability to take full breaths and circulation being cut off to half the body, and it's no wonder that these hyperventilating walking bowling pins were just tipping over willy-nilly wherever they went. Unsurprisingly, this resulted in an alarming amount of head injuries, and at times even death. And that's not all. As if the head trauma, fetus liver, and punctured lungs weren't enough, a litany of disease and medical conditions that I cannot pronounce were often a less exciting cause of death. Long-term use of the corset saw women and men dying from the likes of Three things I can't pronounce. Uh, pneumothorax, italic tesis, and even chronic gastroesophageal reflux. What are yes. these and how do they work? I don't know. You didn't I'm, look them up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not a goddamn doctor. I'm just trying to pad the story out have, a little bit.
0: <laughs> you could have just said certain conditions that
1: did X, Y, or Z. I practiced all of those mm-hmm. earlier. And I fucked up every one of them. You got it close enough. Hey, if you're a doctor who
0: listens to the show, tell, tell us, us what, what those yeah. are,
1: please. Or
0: we could just, you
1: know, look it up on the internet. Yeah, I'll be over this by the time we're done. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think what fascinates me the most about all this like corset business is how long it went on for. It's not as if. One lady threw a corset on one day, tipped mm. over and banged her head on a coffee table, then got a whalebone through the lung and bled out on the floor, and everybody watching was all like, whoa, did you see that shit? Yeah. Like, fuck that noise. No goddamn way am I wearing that.
0: No, let's keep doing it.
1: No, yeah. It looks great. People kept dying, yeah. and for years. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept putting these lethal straitjackets on anyway. Now, I know that the corset isn't a garment that was isolated to, like, just the Victorian era, but let's say that it was. That's still sixty-four years of men and women dying from a piece of clothing that was completely optional. Mm-hmm. What does that say about people, Corey? Yeah, I just yeah, it says a lot about our priorities. That's for goddamn sure. You know Was a big opponent of the corset. Who, John Kellogg? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, he knew what was up with it. Needed those guts. Needed to flow. It's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. But so like, yeah, it's it's. To, to make that a priority is just crazy to me. But And what's even more shocking is that like the corset wasn't the only culprit of Death by Fashion. As I said, I could do an entire show about it and never run out of stories. Oh, yeah. That's how silly we are. And don't worry. Over and over again. Yes. and like I think we're getting a little smarter, but still, there's, it seems like once in a while, some things... Now, if you see a corset, it's more like some like sexy S&M lady or something, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like a one-time thing, or it's, yeah, for like a, a movie or... Whatever, yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for today, because I know I can't get into all of these, <laughs> we've got a, I got a couple of honorable mentions just to whet your appetite for what no doubt will be the most successful podcast ever about deadly fashion. Because I'm gonna do one. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> sure, sure you are. This right. one's short, and then the other one doesn't exist. So this is supposed to be the second story. It's called the Crinoline, the Genko Jeans of the Victorian Era. The crinoline is another easily recognizable fashion trend from in and around the same time that the corset saw its peak in popularity. The crinoline is a steel cage responsible for making Victorian dresses look like a bell that you could ring if only you could pick the lady up by her head and shake her around. Yeah, it almost
0: looks like a dress form. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Like you're just, like someone took the dress form after they were done (laughs) looking at it, like, you know, I
1: think today's the day. (laughs) They strap it on like, holy shit. It's stupid. Yeah. And like, so not satisfying or not satisfied with only being one of like the dumbest looking fashion trends in history, it was also one of the deadliest. Um, As if the corset, like riding above the crinoline, weren't already enough, Mm -hmm. women at the time also thought it a good idea to imprison their lower half in what was essentially a metal parachute lined with horse hair. Now, without getting too far into this today, there were some issues with this form of dress that were all very detrimental to the wearer. Firstly, like a juggalo and a pair of Jenkos, these ladies couldn't exactly get around very well. This led not only to frequent falls, but an inability to extricate themselves from danger, which was a little more... You you could walk at a brisk pace in one of those. Well, Well, not away from horses, (laughs) carriages, or certain deplorable men who wouldn't take no for an answer. Wild dogs. What if you had that
0: big metal cage on? How are they going to
1: get up in there? That's how you catch dogs. They'd have them just lift (laughs) their dress up, they'd run underneath, and they'd slam it down. But by far the most ridiculous danger that these death traps presented was their inherent ability to act just like a parachute at some rather inconvenient times. Women donning a crinoline outdoors on a windy day would be, <laughs> would be wise to avoid the following. Wagons, horses, rooftops, cliffs, uh, hills, ponds, mm-hmm. lakes, or any body of water, really. Anywhere that being airborne could prove deadly. All it took was a stiff breeze, and off they'd go, launched into the air by a dress that acted more like a sail. A woman decked out in a crinoline on a windy day, could take right off like Mary Poppins, only to get stuck in the spokes of a passing carriage and be drugged down the cobbles to her death. Or, enjoying a view from a rooftop, be swept... Hey. <laughs> Sp- spoonful of sugar helps
0: the medicine go down.
2: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but yeah, <laughs> or enjoying a view from a rooftop, be swept away by a strong gust, only to plummet to the street below and maybe take out an innocent pedestrian along with her. Same went for Cliff's, too. This and it was definitely not outside the realm of possibilities to see a fancy lady rolling down a hill in a nice park somewhere toward a pond that a crinoline most assuredly will not float in. Mm-hmm. You get the point. Yeah. The crinoline also mirrors the corset, and like this sort of thing went on for a very long time. The list goes on and on. I had like, I put a title for the third one and didn't finish it. It's called This Hair is Fire. Isn't that still a thing for like something's good fire? Oh, if it's fire, it's yeah. hot, it's lit, yeah. Like they had that big fucking hair mm-hmm. that would catch oh. on fire from candles. There was a lot of fire issues, yeah, a lot of
0: fire hazards back then with oh. clothing and yeah, and dress. What was the precursor to plastic? Oh, uh, to the C,
1: not cellophane. I always say cellophane. Uh, God it's damn
0: it. Uh, it is. It's. Uh... They still make ping pong balls out of yep. it. Yep.
1: Yeah, cellulose. Cellulose. Yeah. Right. Like, they yeah. would make... Celluloid. Celluloid. They would make uh, right. hem dresses with mm-hmm. it, and cuffs, and those, yeah. like... Hair hair picks. Yeah, because uh, it was be- it was a lot cheaper than yep. paying for ivory, but it was super flammable. Oh, yeah. There was a story of this lady that, like, this famous one at this dinner party where, like, a cigar rolled over under the her chair mm-hmm. and caught the hem of her dress on her, and it was cellulose. Yep. Nobody could fucking do anything because she had it all up in her hair, too, Burned to death. Like, yeah. Like, ran out into the street and just torched there, and everybody just watched her fucking burn. But I guess it happened a fair amount.
0: It did. The, uh, like, the celluloid uh, combs and things like that, if they were left in the sunlight too long, they would explode, catch fire. Oh, yeah. They would, like, ex- set department stores on fire and things like that. And uh, <clears throat> uh, pool
1: pool balls. Yeah. They had celluloid. Yeah, you hit explosive. them too hard. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they had a lot of issues of, like, especially, I guess, out west at the time, where, mm-hmm. like... They mean a fucking saloon, and then just <laughs> boom, fucking goddamn balls would explode. Gunfight would ensue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bunch of jumpy uh, cowboys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah. really all I got, I guess. Like, I'm just saying, wear practical clothing, mm-hmm. and if you're not, like, maybe have a buddy with you to make yeah. sure that Take you're care okay. Of you? Yeah. Well, think about that. Like you said, the whole Jenko jeans
0: thing. Like you were wearing these stove pipes of denim. You could barely the crotch get around a, round went down a
1: foot and a half. Yeah. What, all, like, As, just a tripping hazard, the whole thing was. And not to pick on juggles, but there a lot of people who were like, we had friends that were Jenkos. Oh, yeah. What happened? What happens if somebody chases you? You, you get a fall. You attempt to run and you pile
0: up. Yeah. And you fucking eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is the life of your Jenko jeans. And everyone who wore them within like a month from dragging on the ground, they were just all shredded. So, oh, yeah. Again, the, that's a fire hazard. Oh yeah, I burnt my leg really bad from frayed pants. Today? Yeah, today. <laughs> no, when I was a teenager, I have like a third degree burn on my leg from. What did you set your pants on fire? You don't remember this. You weren't. Vaguely, you weren't there. But remember, the, there's a giant patch where I can't grow hair on my leg. Hmm. I, you, I've told you this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I caught it on fire. I ah, was, okay. I was drunk, of course. Yeah, we did fire jumping. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah. Fun.
1: But. That's all I got. That's yeah. that's that's my uh, my first foray into fashion. Yeah, and it was deadly. Uh, God, it was so much fun reading about that shit. I don't know why I like reading about people getting. I almost did manga. corsets. Oh really? Yeah, I watched. What? I watched a. Uh,
0: it was a video. I can't remember. It was. Uh, like I might have been that absolutely the, the lady who put it on and, yeah, was and they doing, did all the studies. Yeah, and yes. she like was walking up and down the stairs getting her heart rate up and she couldn't breathe. Her heart rate was through the roof with the corset. And she's on. like
1: plainly in awesome yeah. shape. Like yep. obviously worked out and then yeah, she almost fainted mm-hmm. and then it was it was simple stuff. It was going upstairs, downstairs, yeah, like just, walking on a treadmill, bent like it wasn't like she was out playing No, it wasn't I like know, what did English people play. Doing hip or something. No, yeah. that's the board game.
0: Playing backgammon.
1: <laughs> Do What's you the get play?
0: playing backgammon? Cricket. Shuffleboard? No, cricket. Cricket, That's yeah. the name I'm thinking of. Yeah? Croquet. Yeah. Croquet, that croquet. was a Victorian thing, wasn't it?
1: I fucking like croquet. I don't
0: know. So, yeah, that's good. That's, uh, I mean, it's horrible, but I, I guess it's good to see some of our fashion today is just stupid and not so much, like, deadly. deadly. So... <clears throat> and you're next. I am next. <laughs> And would you like to hear my story? Oh, my God, yes. All right. So I I went the modern route. So just
1: just a- I know. You told me stay Uh away from Because I had a modern story, and I X-nated it. Really? Yes. I was really excited about it. But I did what you told me to do, because you're my manager. I appreciate it.
0: I'm your manager. (laughs) Uh, All right. With spring right around the corner, you know damn well that you would better be on the up and up for what's new in fashion this year. Well, unlucky for you, the current state of fashion is about as short-lived as stupid dance challenges that are vomiting their way through your TikTok feed. Trying to keep up with what's going to be hot this year is about as futile as keeping up with what celebrity has been offended this week. You ta- TikTok. <laughs> Just throwing I, I that out there. You, you don't like yes. Uh You tap your way through every Instagram fashion influencer's post to make your final guess on what's going to be sexy as hell this coming spring. Within a few minutes and a cool $300 later, your orders have shipped. Well, in that seven-day window that it took for your gaudy garbage to arrive, everything you've purchased is already old news. You might as well have bought a pair of granny panties and an 1800s top hat. But you refused to look totally lame this year, so I guess it's off to the goodwill with your new pile of crap and back to the high-fashion drawing board so you can get look and fly just in time for spring break. Well, too fucking bad. After you hear today's tale, you'll hopefully stop buying so much dumb, ugly shit to wear because the human and environmental toll your fast fashion takes on the world is fucked. Mm-hmm. Is this your story? No. Nope?
1: But you know some of this? Well, no. I There's a, there's a story I'm thinking of mm-hmm. that involved a pretty outrageous shopping spree. Oh, okay. No, this we, is okay. a all general right. thing.
0: Mind. All right. Today's story takes us all over the globe in the modern day to various second- and third-world countries where second-hand clothing is destroying local environments, crippling economies, and killing people. Uh, Today we are going to learn about the high cost of tossing out all of your cheaply made fast fashion. But not me, you might say. I'm one of the good guys. I donate my clothes to the Salvation Army, or those hearts for the homeless bins that are scattered around my town. Well, I hate to burst your little feel-good bubble, But most of the clothes you donate aren't going to a poor hobo or getting resold to a less fortunate family. A large portion of your textile leftovers are sent off to be turned into rags, bedding, insulation, or carpet padding. And that's the good news, because at least it's getting recycled into something else. The not so good news is about the millions of tons of used uh, textiles that are sent directly to the landfill or shipped off to poor nations every single year. Let's start with donation centers. Now, Goodwill, Salvation Army, and other resale charities genuinely do mean well in helping their communities. But at the end of the day, those charities still need to rake in the bucks to keep up their mission. So a good way they accomplish this is by taking in tons of free clothing, furniture, and housewares from the public and reselling it directly to consumers looking for a deal at their local thrift shops. Seems all peachy keen, right? Well, correct. That's the upside to these resale shops. The downside, however, is what happens to those all those trendy clothes that don't sell in their stores within a
1: few weeks. One time I just got a say, I got one <laughs> of the best buys of my life at a St. Vinny's. Fucking yeah. you got I've, we've gotten lots of yeah. stuff from Vinny's. Mandy bought me a fucking perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Six hundred dollars. I looked it up, a six hundred dollar Pendleton jacket. Pendleton. Six bucks. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh, that's all I have. My wedding tuxedo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was gaudy. How much was it? $7? I think it was 7 bucks or something. It was funny as shit looking. I kept it since I was 17. I love that Pendleton jacket. Yeah. The you buttons. still have it? Fuck yeah. I still wear it all the time. Well, not all the time. I'm not wearing it right now, but no, pretty okay. often. Good. All right. An estimated 80 to 90, <clears throat> uh, eighty to 90% of clothes that enter resale shops are sold off to various repurposed manufacturers as raw materials. That's the rags and such I mentioned earlier. Or the clothes are packed up into large plastic bales that weigh 100 to 200 pounds each and are then sold off to exporters for pennies on the pound. These exporters will then load approximately 550 of those bales into shipping containers and sell them off to wholesalers in poor countries around the globe for resale. Every day, places like Uganda, Tanzania, Ghana, Kenya, and Chile say, see thousands of pounds of secondhand clothes reach their docks daily. Well, maybe you toss your old unwanted clothes into one of those bins you see all over town that have catchy, sound-good, do-good slogans on them like uh, Planet Saver or, or Hero to the Homeless written on them. Uh, those must be going directly to those in need, right? Wrong. Most of these bin companies are full of shit and are straight-up nothing but for-profit used clothing processors and exporters. They literally are just
1: cutting out the middleman of resale charities. Speaking of which, I can't stop thinking about this. I Have you ever seen one of those bins that you cut off a deer's head and stuff it in for chronic wasting disease? No. I went by one the other day. It looks just like a Salvation Army bin, <laughs> except there's, it's for if a deer has chronic wasting disease, I just learned about this, mm-hmm. you cut its head off, and he open this bin, you just, like, dumped the head. So it's this bin full of fucking deer head. And all I can think about all week is, like, what if somebody accidentally started putting deer heads in one of those Salvation Army <laughs> things? You know what I'm saying? But you it, haven't heard of this? No. Like, I know about the chronic wasting. It's a You're problem. You're supposed to cut their heads off and put them in this bin. And it looks just like these donation bins. Because wow. you are technically donating a... I keep trying to say horse head because of the godfather. Deer head. <laughs> No, I didn't know.
0: Sorry, I so just thought. don't go throwing your deer heads in them. But uh, so yeah, but yeah, <laughs> people should be uh, should really be weary of what bins they are dumping their goods into. Some of them are perfectly fine and are trying to be charitable. Other ones are just straight
1: up like any for charity. Profit. Just research it. Uh huh. There's Absolutely. a lot of good ones. There's a ton of people who take advantage of people trying to donate to charities. So actually yep. look into the shit before you just throw it. Oh, yeah. Somewhere.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, you might be thinking, what's so bad with selling a less fortunate group of people some nice clothes at an affordable price? Well, for starters, if most of the clothing wasn't good enough to be repurchased at its point of donation, then it's probably crap, and you would be correct. On average, 50% of clothing received in these developing countries is basically garbage. Missing buttons, sweat stains, and tears plague each shipment, making, these, uh, making the resale of these items impossible. Just because a group of people might not have as much to spend on stupid ass designer clothes doesn't mean they want to wear literal trash. They're still people.
1: Yeah. It's like that when Elaine's <laughs> like, boss and Seinfeld opened that top of the muffin to you uh-huh. thing and yeah, they gave all the muffin bottoms to that soup kitchen, and then she brought them back because you want your bottoms. I don't remember exactly what she said, but they were I remember very upset. that one. Yeah. They, you know, homeless people don't deserve the top of the muffin. Uh-huh. They just get the bottom of it. Yeah. I can see why they'd be offended. Same concept. All right.
0: So as container after container of half-trash clothing continues to flood these poor countries, one may think that there's still big opportunity to turn a buck on the good half of these shipments, and you would be right. But there is a bigger economic cost that looms in the background, lost jobs. Even though the flood of cheap goods pours into these countries and creates microeconomies in the whole process, it also absolutely destroys the original textile businesses that were already established there. In Kenya alone, 20 years ago, the textile industry used to employ almost 500,000 workers. Today, that number is closer to 20,000. Uh, the entrepreneurs—Jesus yeah, wow. The entrepreneurs of these uh, regions ask themselves, "Why would I get in the clothing business when we're getting the world's cheap cast-offs dumped in our ports day after day for next to nothing? It's a financial no-brainer, really." Uh, even the woke, glorified slipper company Tom's Shoes has abandoned the whole get-one-give-one practice of giving a pair of shoes to less fortunate people for every pair sold, partly because of this issue. Like, you're killing shoemakers uh-huh. in these countries. So, But a shit-stained pair of Calvin Klein boxers or cripple, crippled economy isn't the biggest concern for resellers in these poor countries. Uh, The bigger issue in these developing nations are running out of places to throw the shit out. And this leads us to the massive impact fast fashion is having on the environment around the globe. Uh, With the astronomical amount of clothing getting tossed out every day not slowing down anytime soon, these poorer countries can't keep up with the steady flow of trash fashion. Uh, in Peru each year, almost 60,000 tons of clothing waste are dumped off in the Atacama Desert to decay away in the world's driest air. Uh, in Ghana, West Africa, approximately 160 tons, or the equivalent of like 10 triaxle axle dump truckloads, of clothing waste are sent to the landfill every day. Uh, in Kenya, the main landfill that handles regional waste was officially at capacity in 2001. Since then, a massive, hill of, a massive hill of clothing and other rubbish continues to grow on the already full dump site, and then it's set ablaze to shrink the pile, thus creating some of the worst air quality in the world. And this happens day after day, rinse, repeat. Speaking of a rinse, each year during the rainy season in these countries, drainage and waterways get so clogged up with textile waste that sewers often overflow and run through the streets, causing huge problems with sanitation in these areas. Uh, Then from these new shit-piss rivers flowing through these towns, uh, the fashion waste is then washed out to sea where it wreaks havoc on ocean life. So it's not good. Well, yeah, you may always think
1: of like, I don't know, always think about plastic. Mm -hmm. That's what I think about. As far as like waste that ends up in landfills and ends up like in the ocean, like the great... Like was it the Great Pacific Garbage Patch? Yeah. I don't really think about clothes. Mm-mm. Oh, huge problem. So and like and people do. It is just a knee jerk reaction to to donate, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that is because like you're technically doing a good thing, and it takes very little effort. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's, uh,
0: there's you know there's some there's good to it. I mean I'll talk about it a little bit here, but um, <clears throat> now. Choking smoke, clogged waterways, and destroyed landscapes aside, another massive issue with all this clothing waste is that almost all of it is toxic. Most modern clothing is packed full of non-biodegradable compounds. From the polyester fibers, chemical dyes, spandex, and other synthetic components, all the world's forgotten fashion is starting to poison water tables, kill wildlife, and the toxic smoke from fires is causing respiratory failures amongst the people who live near these dumping grounds. So yes, your old pair of skinny jeans from 2011 that killed all the sperm in your nuts years ago. Oh, fuck. That's why I hit my leg when you made your skinny jean nut killing joke. I told joke. you I yeah. like our moon blood's
1: getting me, We're in
0: sync. <laughs> our moon blood.
1: Mm. Yeah, the, All right, so
0: the the skinny jeans killed all the sperm in your nuts <laughs> years ago are now killing people for real today. You know, I'm glad to see that trend petered out. <laughs> oh, skinny jeans yes and guys. Yes and no, because there are a lot of people There's some wearing skinny still, jeans that yeah. I'm glad
1: they're not reproducing.
0: Hey, whatever. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, whatever. I just uh, look
1: uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Though all this fashion waste is finally getting noticed on a global scale, the response to combat the issue is having mixed results. Uh, for example, some retailers are starting to offer their customers in-store discounts for clothes they trade in with them. Uh, They claim that the traded clothes will then be sent off to be recycled into new clothing. Uh, It seems like a win-win, right? No, wrong. Not even 1% of donated or traded textiles are actually recycled into new clothing. The other 99% is just sold off to repurposed manufacturers or sent overseas. And this is due to the fact that there is so many different fiber blends and synthetics in clothing today that the recycling process is incredibly difficult. It's like saying you can recycle milk and oil to make water. It just isn't going to happen. But it's a start, so it's something. Uh, Secondhand textile waste is a huge problem across the world. Uh, The overproduction and overconsumption from the developed nations is having irreversible negative effects on developing countries across the globe. So next time you want to spend your paycheck on the dopest gear you can get your dick beaters on, Maybe stop and think about- Those where, are your hands? Those are your hands. Okay. Yeah. I'd like, unless you're a woman, and the only way that would work is if you- are ma- beating ma- dicks. Married, <laughs> ma- married a guy named Richard. <laughs> Just beating <dick. laughs> Oh, I like that. These are my dick beaters. Well, <laughs> <laughs> dicks over there with a black eye. Like, Fucking bitch is kicking my ass every day. <laughs> uh, so maybe stop and think about where that ugly shit is going to end up in six months- uh, because it just might be choking out a third world family with toxic smoke. So wear your clothes to death or just don't buy so much. Yeah.
1: Very good. I feel wow. really guilty now. Thank you. About What's all going the fucking... on about how I want to try and get more <laughs> um, like fashionable, fashionable stuff yeah. and now I'm not going to. And, and here at the same... I am looking like a hobo. And at the same time <laughs> at the same time, uh, <laughs> Mandy, I know you're listening. I'm keeping that fucking Ben and Jerry shirt. Let him keep it. He's not donating it. I love that shirt.
0: I didn't even. There's, like, um, I I do have some notes here, like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, This was just secondhand clothing pollution. Uh, The new manufacturer side of it pollutes horrible as well, like the amount of water waste. Um, The speed of new fashion, on average, is on a three-week rotation oh like like new style new trend it's insane It has just went nuts in the last 20 years um but there luckily is new ways people are combating secondhand textile waste which i will touch on in soft serve in a couple weeks so i didn't want to throw a whole lot in here because there is good things people are doing to you know do this Uh, i know myself i usually Try to wear the living shit out of my clothes, or if they are actually still good, donate them. But if they're sweat stained or anything, fucking cut them up into rags. Like if you're
1: you're getting donated clothes, and like you're probably in a Mm -hmm. pretty bad position already, and maybe not real, might be a little down on yourself. Yeah. Well, here's the handout. It's like, all right, well, thanks, and it's covered in fucking. Piss or yeah, yeah, pit stains and salt sweating through the back of
0: it for yeah ten years. No, yeah. uh, that yeah. Another thing, like uh, my mom used to volunteer at a local secondhand clothing oh, yeah, charity for yeah. church, yeah. and uh, she said almost ten to twenty percent of the stuff that walked in the door was just instantly thrown out, just garbage, because people didn't want to just throw it out, um, but they would pass unsold items on to other outreach programs in the area, try to like get the best out of it. Uh, But even then, a lot of it ended up in the clothing bin, recycle bins down at the dump. So uh, there's just way too much clothing. There's way too much of everything. There is. There's way too many people. And there's nothing wrong if you want to, if you're into fashion, if you're into clothing, whatever, that's your thing. But fucking wear it. Yes. Don't just throw it, wear it once or not. Like You get home, you're like, oh, I'm not wearing this again. And either throw it out or fucking give it to someone. Like Do something with it. You know, I I that's. My I have a closet full, <clears throat> full of yeah, clothes. Yeah, you have I I I wear a lot like more three
1: shirts. <laughs> See, yeah, you have a lot more clothing than me. <laughs> I got an idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of donating it, why don't they just take all the clothes that people aren't wearing, turn them into hankies, and then start making tissues? Well, You could. I mean, like I know with like old
0: work shirts and stuff, there's a bunch out in my garage. I'm gonna. Cut up and use for rags. Like, use it for toilet re- paper.
1: Repurpose it. You could, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, Just say it.
1: Well, yeah, I even think Make of this, sails out of it. We'll make sailing boats, and we can go sailing more. We could.
0: Yeah. We. Hey, we could start making corsets out of it all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, even I had, like, uh, as a kid and even a teenager, I remember having my mom, like, sew patches in my jeans and stuff because you're a kid. You fuck up your clothes. There's no point, but now the shit's so cheap and so available... Just throw them out and get another pair. Like my mom just had to sew a patch in the back of my
1: jeans see? because uh, they don't fit quite as well. And I bent Aww, over and I split you blew them. The ass out? It was the same day that I <laughs> I had my tea and I I spilled my tea off the thing outside and I uh-huh. bent over and there was my tea in the ground and then I split the back of my pants and then I just feel you know, real down about it. And then mom she put a patch in them and uh-huh. then I start wearing them again the other day. Hey, ma, it's not your fault, but I bent over again. they split ble- the same spot. <laughs> I'm just hanging on to that pair of Uh, jeans. Are they comfy? Kind of. I've gone Uh, up one size, but I refuse to not wear these. So you're corsetting your waist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my breasts have become larger. I can't breathe. Uh, Are you sure that's from the corsetting? (laughs) I keep tipping over. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, like people who just like keep gaining weight. They're like, oh, but it's, it's my pants are too tight. Why I can't breathe, and my tits are getting bigger. It's like I think I finally eh. got
1: to go to a large T-shirt.
0: Oh man, yeah, it's showing your age.
1: No, yeah.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the club. Hey, I was in XL a lot for a long time, and then I went to a large. And I was, like, starting to hover getting back into XL. Like, no, I'm not
1: doing it. <laughs> god, I mean, 37 years ago, I was baby-sized. Right? And now. Yeah. god damn. Oh, shit. You got anything else? Uh, let
0: me see. Um, Yeah, just, like, talking about uh, repairing clothing. Should try to do that. Like, even my uncle, he had a shoe repair shop up into the 90s. Like, that, you don't see that anymore. No. Shoe repair? No, you go to Payless and buy Fucking garbage. <laughs> I got shoe glue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I use right? shoe glue. Mm-hmm.
0: People call me cheap. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Run them till they're fucking dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff I researched, too, if you want to look at it, either Google or YouTube, fashion waste. And it's mind boggling the amount of that's in land. Oh, I'm sure it's in very landmills. upsetting. Oh, yeah. There is a lot. And some of the statistics I threw in here, the numbers are. You know, I tried to find the most realistic sources, not, like, the obvious green eco-terrorist website that's, like, you're all fucking killing the world, but, like, realistic statistics. So, um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, but it is. It's still bad news. So try to wear your clothes longer.
1: Yeah. That's all you got to do. Or just don't wear anything. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. Join a nudist colony. Yeah. Just not the kid ones. That way. Yeah, <laughs> not the
0: kid or people hunting yeah. ones. The what? The people hunting. Remember your whole duck duck
1: go thing? Well, yeah. Hunting people. Oh, and no, but there really were. There's all these kid nudist camps. Well, I think there's two of them. That's weird. I know. It's very strange. Like, don't research that. I regret it. You are on a list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. I think that winds out the show. Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or not? Not really. I had
1: a lot of stuff in my head this week and I lost most of it. All I've been thinking about is the goddamn dog. And she's I shouldn't say goddamn dog. She's an absolute sweetheart. She's adorable as fuck. hmm But that's just all I can think about is piss. I just don't she just want to get her out so she doesn't piss on the floor. That's it. Yeah. That's consumed my entire week. Do you when you dream, is it just Golden. I've been having dog dreams.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. where I
1: fall asleep and I just, like, run a little bit. <laughs> Mandy says I'm having dog dreams. I've been falling asleep on the floor, uh-huh. like, getting up every two or three hours later. And I realize, like, anybody listening that has a child is like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Like, but yeah, l- Let's just remember uh-huh. that I technically am a millennial, so... Our yeah, capabilities are a little we're low. We're at the very beginning of the whole millennium. I think you technically, it's 85 and on. You uh, missed it by one year. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, other than that, I, I'm super excited for Serve. I know I promised a picture of Ginny. We're calling her Ginny. Mm-hmm. Or Gin. You know we're calling her Jin. She's an alcoholic. No, because yeah. yeah, she, she likes drinking. You call her Gin because she's a liquor.
0: Ah, uh, Like right, that? That's good. Right. Yeah. But uh-huh. we're going to do
1: a picture of her for the next Serve, right?
0: Yeah, I'm okay. fine with
1: that. Because it doesn't make sense to do it today for a fashion show. No. I was hoping to get real headshots done. Mm-hmm, but
0: no. Uh, I'm thinking just like stupid clothes or something. We'll figure it out. Okay. No, yeah. I don't
1: really have anything else. I think I covered all of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. So hope you guys enjoyed the stories. Hope you learned a little something. Uh, yeah, don't fucking worry too much about your stupid fashion it'll be stupid in a year.
1: <laughs> it'll be I well, in two I fully, years. yeah, you've ruined it for me. But thanks. Oh, wanting a lot. wanting yeah. to get But I do <laughs> uh we're going to be doing a fashion part 2 at some point. Uh-huh. And I can we call this one it's a fashion show. Uh, I guess yeah. Okay. Let's okay. Say it's a fashion, the fashion, fashion show. Yeah, it's a fashion I want, show. I want or... something glitzy. Uh-huh. Glam. Please.
0: Yeah. Remember what I told Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about this uh after the fact, but uh we might have Hopefully, an announcement. Oh, yeah,
1: that just occurred to me. Yeah, oh, I told you wow. about my stuff. <laughs> Do you feel silly now? Oh, totally. Hmm. I'll address it. All right, well, so we'll right. be back maybe being hypocrites here in a couple
0: weeks. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else? All right, so that's it. Uh, again, check us out on Instagram, at ts podcast official. Give us a follow over there and maybe actually comment on our posts. <laughs> if you want i don't care uh follow on spotify leave a review uh apple leave a review uh, and uh, again if you would really like to support us uh click that uh, anchor fm link in the show notes it'll like help us
1: uh, yeah eventually to- get some better microphones yeah we want to get better
0: <laughs> mics we want to get a different recorder I mean ideally we'd like to pay for the stuff that we already bought but this yeah we
1: are really (laughs) we are (laughs) we are running
0: a loss tough shit podcast is running a loss if anyone were looking at like to invest in us they would just be like wait (laughs) (laughs) this is what you guys have made so far like yes but it's gonna turn around and we're having fun and we hope you're all having fun too because that's all that matters God damn it.
1: So stop complaining, and we'll see yeah. everybody Enjoy here in a Have couple a of weeks. Yeah. All right. We will
0: see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye for now.